What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And remember, remember that the Cowboys... And primetime is brought primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. So welcome everybody. Before we do any of that, let's talk about the Cowboys offense a little bit. I wrote an article for adzsports.com slash Dallas in which I discussed how the Cowboys were facing a tough decision moving forward because the offense looked Quite different with Dak Prescott under center than it did. Well, it looks different with Dak Prescott under center than it did over the last few weeks when Cooper Rush was playing quarterback for the Cowboys. And I think that the Cowboys had a had a pretty decent game plan for these past few weeks. You know, every game plan isn't just a bunch of, of plays, opponent-specific plays stapled together. It's way more than that. And that also includes a certain level of philosophy for each position and for everything that the offense wants to do. And in very, very few words, I would bet that the game plan for Cooper Rush specifically for the quarterback was don't be a superhero. And so you had an offense that leaped and died by asking Cooper Rush to do one of three things. Number one was hand the ball off to the running back. Number two was complete a quick, short, easy, high percentage throw out of play action. And then number three was take that deep bomb, take that shot on first down behind the protection of play action and behind six blockers, seven blockers, as many blockers as you could get in there. That was pretty much the bread and butter for the Cowboys on offense during this Cooper Rush stretch. But now it all points towards Dak Prescott returning for the Lions. And now as a team, you face a decision to make in which you got to decide, do I do the same things with Dak Prescott? Do I go all in in making life easier for him? Or do we go back to the old Dak Prescott game plan that seemed to be go out there and be a superhero, right? Because Cooper Rush's game plan motto was don't be a superhero. Dak Prescott's was go be a superhero. And maybe this was even more the case before Dak Prescott got injured and before the Cowboys realized that they have a legit defense on that roster. So now the way that I see it, the Cowboys need to do one of three things. And I got to ask you that that's the first question of the show how high would you turn up? How, how high would you turn the aggressive dial up? And let me show you the meter. Would you go with keeping the offense the same as with Cooper Rush? Would you be moderately more aggressive or would you be significantly more aggressive? Let me know what you guys think about all of this in the YouTube chat, in the Facebook chat. And also remember that you know, you should hit the like button. That helps a lot. 
That helps a lot. Uh, how high would you turn the aggressive dial up? Here's the thing about this whole thing. Here's the thing about this whole thing. The uh, the Cowboys offense needs to find some balance, in my opinion. So I would turn that meter up to being moderately more aggressive. And I will dive into the details here. Because listen, what the Cowboys were doing with Cooper Rush was a dangerous game. You know, I, I, I cover the Bengals for ADC Sports as well. And it's interesting because you have a conversation going on there in which the Bengals want to leave in the shotgun world almost exclusively. Versus the Saints, they ran 54 total plays, 52 of which were from the shotgun. And Bengals fans are excited and they're hyped about that because they, they think that the Bengals have found an identity. And I warned them in an article for ADC Sports that that doesn't seem to be a sustainable answer in the NFL because you got to keep defenses, you know, on their feet, consistently showing new looks, consistently showing unscouted plays and all of that. And just living in the shotgun world kind of limits yourself to all, all that you can do. But the opposite is true for the Cowboys. You cannot be a play action only kind of offense. You cannot be an under center, invite every defensive player into the box kind of offense because that's a dangerous game. And I see your answers here in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, and I agree with them mostly. Tommy915 says moderate. Gregory says moderately, moderately for 7-Eleven. Desmond says start off the same as Rush and move gradually. I would ask Desmond if he means this in a until Dak Prescott gets healthier way, because that's how I interpret it. 7-Eleven says moderately more. Floyd Wright says same because Dak has accuracy issues. Larry says that he has no faith in Dak. Bruce goes with the moderate, Jessica with moderate, pretty much everyone. Uh, Peter Rizzo as well over at Facebook. Pretty much everyone going with moderately. I will tell you what I want the Cowboys to be more aggressive in and less aggressive in specifically. I want Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to continue to run play action and continue to do so in order to take some shots down the field give Dak Prescott some breathing room, give him some favorable defensive looks. Because Cooper Rush is throwing at a high rate on play action, especially on early downs. But I do want to see less under center looks or less heavy packages groups because the Cowboys are a top five team in the NFL running into stacked boxes. And that's not healthy for your offense. I think that with Dak Prescott back, the Cowboys will be able to run a little bit more shotgun. And that would be something that I also want to see. I want to see them trust the, the shotgun a little bit more. And I like 12 personnel and all of that. I like those kind of looks. But also give me, give me the 11 personnel at a little bit of a higher rate. Let Dak Prescott read the field. He is one of the best pre-snap readers in the entire NFL. And I think that if you start playing more from the shotgun, you will also start to see less and less 
stacked boxes on defense. So you can run the football a little bit better. But I like the fact that the Cowboys can also live in that on their center world and they can stay a balanced offense, unlike the example that I was talking about with the Bengals. The Bengals cannot figure out how to work on their center. And the Cowboys might have figured that out, that part already with Cooper Rush. So the Cowboys need to find that sweet spot between, you know, running maybe 60% of the plays from the shotgun, uh, maybe 40% of the plays on their center and just keep it balanced and have an answer for every sort of situation, right? I, that's what I would like to see. The thing about running from the shotgun though and from spread formations is that your offensive line better block. Your offensive line better block without the help of two tight ends like Jake Ferguson, who has been an insane blocker for the Cowboys, and Dalton Schultz as he continues to get healthier. And of course, the undrafted free agent Peyton Hendershot. So that's one thing that I would like to see. I would also like to see them, and, and this is a direct disagreement, I, I think, with Timothy here. But hey, that's why that's why we like sports. We like to disagree and talk about this stuff. Timothy says no more than 30 passes. Now, I do think that the volume of passes has to do with the, with the context of the game, with the score of the game. If you're behind, you're going to throw a lot. If you are up ahead, you're going to run the football a little bit more. But I will say that I want to see less early down runs. Because once more, we get into the same conversation of phasing stacked boxes and running into them time and time again. I think that it also has to do with the fact that the Cowboys are 27th in the NFL in early down pass rate. That means they're one of the teams that runs the football the most on first down and second down. They haven't been super successful with that so far, even though the running game has shown signs of significant life with Ezekiel Elliott going for 6.2 yards per carry, with the Cowboys being able to wind the clock in some of these games. I do like the fact that the Cowboys could pass the ball a little bit earlier in these sort of situations. Because hear me out. The Cowboys are 27th in the NFL in early down uh, pass rate. Here are the teams that are ranked behind the Cowboys. You've got the 49ers, the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions, and the New Orleans Saints. You know, other than the 49ers, you kind of understand why they're so low in these rankings. And even the 49ers that are a little bit of a better team, they have Kyle Shanahan, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, they have a very specific running scheme that helps them out. So they are the exception on this list, in my opinion. I want to see the Cowboys throw a little bit more on early downs moving forward with Dak Prescott. And also, I want to see just a higher average depth of target. And I think the Cowboys will be able to do that for sure. Let's see some of your comments here in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Rita says, Kelly needs to stick to running the football. Just keep pounding it. Dak performs better when they run the ball more than they pass. Here's, I, I, I think, I think I agree in some, in some capacity, but I also want to see this Cowboys team be more aggressive when they pass the football. 
Here's what I believe. If you are down by two possessions, like the Cowboys were on Sunday night, maybe don't think that you've got to throw the football four times out of four. Because Dallas proved that with this defense, they can be a little bit more patient. The Cowboys trust this defense to continue to give the offense opportunities if they fall behind the scoreboard. So maybe that would be the balance that we are talking about. Mix in some early down passes. Avoid having to leave in third down because that's not what you want in the NFL. Case in point, the LA Chargers struggling mightily on offense despite having this guy named Justin Herbert running the show because they don't have a sustainable offense on first and second down. So they face a lot of third downs and that's a dangerous world to live in. And out of nowhere, you cannot score outscore Russell Wilson and the broken Broncos offense in regulation. That happened last night. You guys know this, of course. So, yeah, I think, I think there's this balance. Now, Timothy says Troy Aikman didn't pass a lot. Troy managed the game, and he's a Hall of Famer. Three rings. I will say this, though. I think that he cannot compare 90s football to 2022's football. Uh, Troy Aikman, of course, deserves all of the respect in the world. But it's a different game. It is a different game. And I think that when you want a quarterback to, get, to be a game manager, you better have a pretty damn good roster built around him. The Cowboys have a decent roster. I do believe that. I don't know that you can ask Dak Prescott to be your game manager and expect the Cowboys to... To make a run in the playoffs. I would be surprised if that happened. I think that the Cowboys need to ask a little bit more from Dak. I also do not think that Dak Prescott is up to the challenge for a Patrick Mahomes kind of offense or a Josh Allen kind of offense. Because, you know, Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, they ask their quarterbacks to do some pretty freakish stuff. Jonathan Slim, thank you for being here in the Facebook chat saying you're ready for quarterback one to be one. Shout out to Jonathan and thank you for watching primetime tonight. Toxic Tom says, Mo, has the offense gotten better or worse since Kellen Moore was named offensive coordinator? I will say, I will say better for sure. I always point towards the 2019 offense and the 2020 offense before Dak Prescott got hurt. This is not to say that the Cowboys have answers yet on offense, the answers that they want, because they definitely do not have them yet. We need to see if they come up with those now that quarterback one is back. But yeah, the Cowboys offense was one of the most efficient ones when Dak Prescott was healthy under Kellen Moore. And once more, I want to be very clear with this. This is not me saying, oh yeah, Kellen Moore is the guy. Not, not saying that here at all. Just saying, yeah, I do like the Kellen Moore version offense better than Jason Garrett's and Scott Linehan's for sure. And I do think it's starting to evolve, but we need to see more before we praise Kellen Moore on that front. Not doing that yet. Let's see what, let's see what happens here in the next few weeks. Anyways, 
that was it for the Cowboys offense decision that they need to face. There were some interesting quotes on The Athletic earlier today, an AFC executive saying that when the Cowboys ask too much from Dak Prescott that he falters, somebody else said that an, an offensive coach said, and these are anonymous quotes, by the way, from The Athletic on Mike Sando's article from Monday. Somebody else said that, you know, the Cowboys need to, to keep doing the exact same thing that they are with Cooper Rush. And I kind of disagree with that because it's a dangerous world to live in. Anyways, uh, Toxic Thompson is not a high bar to clear Jason Garrett or Scott Linehan. Well, you know, that's fair, but that was the question, wasn't it? That was the question, Toxic Tom. And that healthy version of Dak Prescott in 2019 and in 2020, that was a top three offense inefficiency by by plenty of this advanced stats here's the thing we are all in the same boat here about kellen moore uh some of uh, some some might be on the i cannot stand kellen moore fire him immediately boat and some are on the i'm not sure yet about kellen moore but let's see what he's got boat i'm on that second one i am on that second one for now Still need to prove it. Kellen Moore does. Uh, since, since we know that he's not going anywhere right now, I don't have any, you know, intent or intention of discussing whether the Cowboys should fire him or not. I'm, I'm just interested in seeing what happens next in, in the next few weeks. Solomon says the defense is awesome. When Dak does play, the offense needs to be ready, meaning protecting the quarterback and just letting him rip it. And run the ball, don't forget to Solomon. There you go. That's also true. I don't think that we've seen, and I know week one happened, and it's so 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 hard to to shake off, but but I I gotta say, Dak Prescott has not played with this version of the defense on the other side. So that's exciting. That's exciting. 2021, the defense was pretty good. 2022, though, they're even better. Salute to Margaret over on Facebook. 681 Boys says, Kellen Moore is the ghost of Jason Garrett, LOL. And he asks, will Jalen Tolbert come along with Dak coming back? I have no, no insight whatsoever. I will be honest with you. I have no insight whatsoever on what's happening with Jalen Tolbert. I don't know. Because... I definitely expected him to have a bigger role on the Cowboys. I think everyone did because we all expected him to have a role, period. It's impressive to me how he's not even gotten into the field. Like, I had expectations for him to start off as a situational player and then skyrocket into a starter at some point in the season. But I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't accomplish that and, and become a full-time starter. But I am surprised that he's a healthy scratch week after week. Not in week six, though. And there was another exception. But those two exceptions have come after injuries to the wide receiver room. The latest one was Simi Fehoko going into IR. So I don't know. It might happen, but I will tell you, I don't think it does. I, I think that Although we love this storyline about Noah Brown and Cooper Rush having some, some sort of connection, the fact is the best wide receivers are going to get into the field. 
And the fact is that, you know, the Cowboys were working with Noah Brown as their number two guy before Gallup returned, even long before Dak's injury. So, no. Overall, I would say that my expectation is for Jalen Tolbert to not come along just because Dak is back. It just might happen if he starts improving significantly over the, over the next few weeks, which might happen. I don't know if it's a playbook thing, if it is an attitude thing, and this is just me wildly speculating. I would be surprised if it's just that he's not good enough. I would be very, very surprised at that. There's ha there has to be something going on there. I would I would dare bet. Floyd Wright says Noah Brown took Tolbert off the field. Mo, now that Dak is back, says Gregory, do you think that Noah Brown targets go way down? I'm not sure. I think that at some level they they probably will, just based on the fact that the Cowboys have. Uh, CD and Michael Gallup back, and Dak Prescott does have a better connection with them. Let's see. Uh, all right. All right. All right. I don't know who Leo is talking about there. I don't know if it's, it's if that's a message directed to me. Solomon says, whatever happened to the trick plays, says Solomon. Mark Aaron says, I heard that they moved Tolbert around too much. I don't know about that one. Uh, it might be. It might be that they... That you know, learning the position has been too much for Jalen Tolbert. He's a guy that played primarily on the outside for the for most of his career with South Alabama on, on, and until his final year in college started moving inside. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it. Uh, it might be. I cannot I cannot guarantee that, of course. But anyways, let's let's move on here and let's talk about the NFC East. Because the good news is Dak Prescott is coming back. And the good news is that Cooper Rush held down the fort pretty well. You know, the Cowboys are 4-2. and two. The season is not dead. At some point, we thought that it was going to be dead, especially when the Cowboys were expected to miss Dak Prescott for six to eight weeks. And maybe Dak wouldn't be back until week 10 under the assumptions of that original report. But now... Now the Cowboys are 4-2. That's, that's the good news. And Dak is coming back. The bad news is that suddenly the NFC East became this wild division to be in. And 4-2 is not good enough for first place. Heck, it is not even good enough for second place. And that's even with a win over who is currently at second place. Because that's the order right now of the NFC East. You've got... The Cowboys, no, you've got the Eagles, excuse me. Wishful thinking, I guess. Uh, you've got the Eagles at number one, 6-0, undefeated. You've got the Giants out of nowhere at 5-1 at number two. The Cowboys at number three with, you know, four wins and two losses. And then at number four, oh, never mind. There, there is not a fourth team in the NFC East, right? There's, there's the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. No, I, I cannot think of any, any four team that's worth mentioning. So we'll ignore that for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, we've got the commanders in the bottom of the division. They, they have a lot of things to figure out. And they're probably more concerned about avoiding a full-on 
owner drama war in the news rather than actually winning on Sunday. Anyways, you've got those three teams, and they are all kind of legit. Let's let's give them some credit. Let's you know take off our love for the Cowboys for a, for a second here, and let's acknowledge that these are good teams. The Eagles have a good roster. We've, we've talked about them plenty, especially last week when the Cowboys were set to face them. The Giants are also kind of legit. I don't think that the Giants will be in a position in which they will be legit NFC contenders. But Brian Dable, man, he, he is doing some good stuff for New York. That guy, you know, he came from the Buffalo Bills. He, he was a part of that Josh Allen offense from last year. And you look at it closely and you look at what the Giants are doing now and it doesn't look even close. It is a very different offense, but it talks about how Brian Dable has approached this whole thing with the sole objective of Mike maximizing what he has at hand. He doesn't have Josh Allen, so he cannot run the same stuff. He does have Saquon Barkley, and we're seeing wildcat offense in there from time to time. We're seeing Saquon Barkley find a way to make a lot of plays in space, and he has a massive amount of yards after contact after six weeks. You got to give them some respect that they're doing that offensively, even without a good offensive line up front. They have bitten the Ravens and the Packers in back-to-back weeks. And the thing about the Giants is that they will get themselves in close situations. And it is a well-built team to play in those kind of spots because they have a strong running game and a defense that will confuse the heck out of you with Martin Windale running the show there with his fancy and exotic looking blitzing. So having said that, having said that, oddsmakers are very firm right now on who the Cowboys really are after six weeks of the season. And what I mean by that is that despite the Cowboys being number three in the division right now, they have the second best odds to win the NFC East. The Eagles are the heavy favorite. It will happen when you're 6-0. And the Cowboys who are considered your major threat despite the Giants' record, you're already 1-0 against the Cowboys. So it makes sense that the Eagles are at number one right now in the betting world. The Cowboys are at number two. And it makes sense because even though the Giants deserve a lot of respect, the Cowboys match up pretty well against the Giants with that defensive front. And the NFL is a league of matchups more than a league of who has the best team. It is a league of matchups. And we saw that in week two when the Cowboys absolutely obliterated Daniel Jones play after play. So, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to think that the NFC East is this fun. And you look at the schedule, you look at the next four for each of these teams. And, you know, all of them have some relatively easy slates. Except for the Cowboys, maybe, because they do have back-to-back games versus the Packers and the Vikings. It will get even more interesting moving forward. The Cowboys have games against the Lions. That one is at home versus the Bears. That one is also at home. And then you get a bye week 
and then you face the Packers at Lambeau before heading to Minnesota to play on their closed stadium. Meanwhile, the Giants face the Jaguars next, and it's tough to figure out who the Jaguars are. It is very tough to do that, and that's a road game for New York. Then they get the Seahawks at home. They get a bye week. No, that's a lie, actually. They they played the Jaguars on the road and the Seahawks on the road on back-to-back weeks. Excuse me for that. Uh, Texans didn't play. They get the Texans at home and the Lions at home. And finally, the Eagles get the Pittsburgh Steelers. That are a tough team to handle, even though, you know, they kind of suck. Uh, we saw that on Sunday. They beat the Tampa Bay Bucks and they did it legitimately. That's a home game for the Eagles. Then they travel to Houston. They get the commanders at home. And then they visit the Indianapolis Colts. I think that we can all conclude that the Eagles, though, did not look like an undefeatable team. Uh, you, you can beat them, I, I think. So let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat. From 1 to 10. From 1 to 10. How confident are you in the Cowboys bouncing back and winning the NFC East. Let me know your comments on that one. Let me know your answers. And before I, you know, before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week, this is a good one, is the 2022 Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring. Hear me out. This one starts at twenty at uh, 36000 $575. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, convertible roof, a six-speed manual transmission, a premium audio system, a lane departure warning feature, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes all the way up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the 2022 Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring over on freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You know you're getting A-plus customer service. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. There you go. From 1 to 10, how confident are you on the Cowboys bouncing back and taking the NFC East? Jonathan, thank you for watching. And shout out to Cecilia as well from watching the show with you. Alpha says 12. Samuel Rowe goes with the three. Mark Aaron with the nine. Woo. Two says Floyd. Leo says zero with imposter. Seven for Mitech. Uh, Bruce with the seven. Solomon says that he's very confident. Five for Rita. Six for Peter Rizzo. 96.8 for Gregory. I will go... I will go. Hmm. I will go with a. I don't want to ride the fence. I don't want to say five. I don't want to say five. I want to see. I want. I want to say six. I am bullish on this Cowboys team, and I wasn't sure that I was going to be this optimistic about the Cowboys. It's a relatively easy schedule. The Packers suddenly do not look that dangerous because you know i think that the box have a path 
to bouncing back because they have the talent. I don't know that the Packers do at this point. So I will go with a six. I will, I will ride the fence a little bit, but I will do so on the optimistic side of things. I have some confidence that the Cowboys are going to be able to bounce back from this one. Plus, I am not as sold on the Eagles. I am sold on the Eagles in the sense that, okay, they're a legit team. I'm not there yet in the, they're the best in the NFL conversation at all. I think that title still belongs to the Bills, to the Chiefs, maybe to some of the better versions of the Bucs on the Rams if they find a way to piece things together. But I think that we, we still need to see how Jalen Hurts responds to different game scripts other than just leading the ball game. Samuel says Hurts is Lander. I'm not, I, I, not, not really is Lander. Not really is Lander. I just think that, I think that he's pretty good. I think that he's a legit MVP candidate, but not, not there yet to, to say that he's been answering all of the questions that we had about him in previous years. They just happen to be winning a lot, which plays exactly to what the Eagles run best, which is RPOs, spread option, all of that. Toxic Tom says, Mo, you're new to this all still. Trust me when I say Dallas always finds a way not to get it done. Book it, says Toxic Tom. But Toxic, I don't know if you're talking about, I don't know if you're talking about overall just get it done and, and go make some damage in the playoffs. That's, that's not the question, though. Uh, they have won the division multiple times. Not in back-to-back years, I will give you that. Not in back-to-back years. And unfortunately, I'm not that new. <laughs> I've been watching them ever since I can remember, and I haven't seen them, you know, go the long way or even get to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Thank you for watching the show. He says, what chances do you think we get Roquan Smith, the linebacker, or De'Ron Payne, the defensive tackle at the deadline? I think Slim, just because I don't think the Cowboys have been the most aggressive team at the deadline over the last few years. Perhaps the one exception is Amari Cooper in 2018, and he's not in the team anymore. So I would say Slim. I would love those two names, though. Either are... Uh, Roquan Smith or, or Deron Payne, give me, give me one of those names. But I, I wouldn't get my hopes up just yet on that. Not, not on DJ Moore e- either. Solomon says, this is the season that we should take it. We have the actual total package defense and offense. Now it's up to us, says Solomon. I love it. Sean says, I am glad that Dak will be chomping at the beat. He needed some kind of push. And thank you to Jonathan Taylor, by the way. For his comment over at Facebook, I appreciate it. Anyways, you know what time it is. It is the One Cool Thing segment. And for those of you who are new to the show, this is a feel-good space for all of you to share your One Cool Thing of the week. So let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments what is your One Cool Thing of the week. This can be something personal. This can be something professional, sports-related, not sports-related. 
whatever you want it to be, let me know what your one cool thing is. I will tell you what, my number one cool thing, I have two of them. My number one cool thing is the Yankees are going to the American League Championship Series. Let's go. Toxic Tom actually says the Guardians ruined my one cool thing. I'm sorry about that, Toxic Tom. Look at my face. You can tell that I'm sorry, can you? You can, you can, you can tell that I'm sorry. I I'm sorry for that, Toxic Tom. It kind of sucks. You know, the Guardians ruined your one cool thing. What can I say? Leo says, one cool thing. I love this one. One cool thing. Seek looks good again. There you go. <laughs> Sean says, I met a Colombian woman. There you go. <laughs> hey, I guess that's a one cool thing. I guess. Gregory says, boo. Floyd says, Mo has more confidence more confidence in us winning the division than me that is my one cool thing there you go uh my one cool thing of the week my more serious one cool thing is that today uh, i i had a first in my career as a sports journalist and that was uh getting the opportunity to be a juror on a state sports award to the athlete of the year and the coach of the year which is an important award here where I, uh, in, in Mexico, they do it at a state level and it involves every sport, every discipline. And it's tough to get those boats in. You know, I always dreamt, I've always had this dream about getting an MVP boat. <laughs> I'm not sure that I want it anymore. It feels, uh, it, the pressure is on. Uh, you cannot get those wrong, right? Uh, so that was tough, uh, but that was super fun as well. I tweeted out some pictures about it on at Mau NFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L in case you want to check those out. Thank you to Floyd. Mark Aaron says, one cool thing, Dak Prescott is coming back. Yes, that is a one cool thing for sure. Dexter Williams says, Dak is coming back. And I see that fire in his face. I really appreciate Coop for all that he has done. Salute. Man, you got to, yeah, Dexter. That, that is the exact kind of attitude to have about the Cowboys quarterback situation. We're excited about Dak coming back, but also Cooper Rush, you are a legend. You kept the 2022 season alive. Gregory says, well, I thought that you were going to say that you got sued for the first time. Nah, <laughs> can you imagine that? I hope that I never get sued. <laughs> uh, thank you to Floyd and to Rita and to uh, Jason. Thank you for all of that, for your comments. I appreciate it. Shout out to Jessica, who is also watching on Facebook. Thank you for joining the show. So now nah, good. Uh, hey, my other one cool thing is that I didn't get sued, right? I think that that's also, but you know, there, there's one, one Cowboys player uh, that once had this uh, family member DM me, but maybe that's a story for another time. Standing ovation for Cooper Rush. Mark, I agree. I agree with you. The one cool thing is that the Cowboys are 4-2, and two, says Benito. Go Cowboys. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. Do me a favor. Please do me a favor if you like the show. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. It takes about one second to find the button, and it takes about another full second to click it. 
Uh, it, it's the biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. Toxic Tom, you're, you're close. Anyways, I will see you tomorrow night here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at Feynman Mazda. Make sure you check out the ride of the week and much more on their website. Thank you very much. I will see you el miércoles 8 p.m. Adiós. Nos vemos.